This is Patty Davis. I'm a psychic intuitive and medium coming to you from Humboldt County in Northern California. And I'm Judea, a psychic intuitive energy healer coming to you from the island of Kauai. And together we are Spirit Speakers Podcast, where we meet to discuss a variety of topics from two different psychic vantage points. Hello, and welcome to this newest episode on breathwork. You're here with Patty and Jude and our special guest, Jenna Aiken-Smith, who is a spiritual mentor and is joining us today to talk about this wonderful modality. Most of us are aware of the immediate benefits we can get from deep breathing. It can slow our heart rate. It can activate our parasympathetic nervous system and lower our blood pressure, all while leading to a feeling of inner calm. But in addition to relieving stress and balancing our emotions, it can also help us reach a deeper state of consciousness and open us up spiritually. Now, Jenna leads her clients beyond the basic intentional breath practices and into an experience of spiritual attunement. And I personally have experienced this and have experienced things that I have never experienced with any other modality before. So we are super excited to delve deeply into this healing and releasing and spiritually expanding modality with Jenna. And Jenna, welcome and thank you so much for being here with us. Uh, thank you guys so much for having me. I'm, I'm really excited. Hi, Jenna. So nice to see you again. Jenna and I actually met six or seven years ago. We both took a holistic health practitioners course together, and that's how I met her. And I remember you were doing breath work back then, and you had invited me, and I, I had my cringy like, oh no, breath work is so brutal. <laughs> but I remember you even telling me then, you're like, probably because you really need it. <laughs> so, oh, did I? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which was true. Uh, breathwork is intense. And I'm just really happy to know that, you know, we haven't really been in touch in all these years, but that you're still doing it and you're actively out there making things happen. And I actually had no awareness that that whole time Patty was talking about her breathwork experiences was with you. So that's kind of cool. And I met Jenna. Jenna, I have no idea how long it's been, maybe five, six years since I met you, if I had to guess. I think I would say about the same. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Jenna and I both live in Humboldt County. So we're kind of neighbors. And I had a friend that was telling me about this amazing woman and this amazing breath work that she had been doing. And she invited me to go to a group. And I told her, I said, I don't breathe very well. Um, I tend to hyperventilate if I try to breathe consciously. And she said, oh, no, no, this is totally different. It's with music. You'll love it. And I went and, and I, I found love with Jenna immediately. And it was an amazing experience. But I will say that in a group I held back, and we'll talk about this a little bit more because after that first meeting with Jenna, I had her come out to my office um, with a few friends and I introduced my friends to her and we've done a few group sessions together. And when we were just together, it got pretty interesting. And we'll talk about that later. Yeah, it was a totally different experience doing it in a small group than in, in a larger group, but both experiences were amazing. So I'm curious, Jenna, if there's a name for the type of breath work that you do and how you ended up getting into it to begin with. Yeah, for sure. So I've studied a few different types of breath work. So my first introduction to breath work was with Clarity Breath Work. And I got into breath work when I moved over here from Australia. So when I moved over here to Northern California, 
I came over here to be with my my man, who's now my husband. And so we had to get married within three months of me being here. I hadn't seen him for a whole year. And so it was a pretty intense time in my life, actually. And I moved to the top of a mountain, off grid. Uh, I had a broken foot at the time. Uh, it was the middle of winter. <laughs> I didn't know anybody. And I couldn't drive because I, one, I didn't have a car and two, I couldn't drive on the other side of the road. So wow. like pretty much dependent on my partner for everything. And it was in that moment that I went through a pretty dark time in my life. I'd just turned 30 as well. And so it was sort of like uh, a satin return. I'd also been traveling for like 10 years before I moved over here. I was in Australia for, based for about two years, but I was still traveling around. So it was sort of like my first time, like, okay, I'm going to be here and, and live here and put down roots, you know? And so it was a really challenging time in my life because all my stuff came up uh, and I was, I went through a lot of regret. I went through depression and a lot of probably like self-hate and all these negative emotions that came up in this time. And it was then that I found this breathwork training that was going to be at Mount Shasta. And I was like, okay, that's near enough. I think I can drive there. That's like five hour drive. I can do it. And so I drove there and it, it was a, with Clarity Breathwork and it was a level one and two. It was a 10 day course. And it was through that process where like the first nine days of the course, I like think I cried every day and I got, <laughs> I went through like really shown lots of my past wounding, a lot of my conditioning, I, a lot of traumas that had, I'd experienced in my life. And when I say traumas, I like to teach it in the way it's like, it doesn't have to be something major, but it can be something that you just weren't ready to experience yet. So, you know, I moved through a lot of these things. And on the 10th day, we went to the mountain and I hadn't been to Mount Shasta before. And the energy for one of that, that mountain, like is amazing. And I really felt it that first time, but I came back and we were doing it at Stuart Mineral Springs and we did our session and I had a shamanic experience where I journeyed and my eyes were rolling back. My body was vibrating and I journeyed uh, to another dimension but I was basically shown the reason why I was here at that point in time and that I had medicine to learn here and I was a reason why I was living in America I met the spirit of my baby boy which only he only just came through last year uh, so this was you know seven years ago and after I came back from that experience there was a little creek that ran next to the cabin where we were all practicing. And I remember coming into the, the water and putting my hands in the water and, you know, trying to ground from this experience. And I look up at the cabin and I was reminded how before I left Australia, I had gone and seen a psychic and she had actually told me that I was going to learn something in a cabin next to a creek in California that was going to one, be a powerful healing technique for me, but two, that I was going to use in my work in the future. And so when I sat there in that cabin, I looked up and I was like, oh, okay. Like, I think I need to share this. And after that uh, experience of that 10 days, it really helped me get out of that victim mode, out of that pity party mode it helped me to find the joy in my life and, and accept really where I was instead of wanting to be somewhere else and I was then able to move on from there instead of being stuck in this like freeze response or fight or flight response that I think I, I had been in 
um, for that whole time. So then, yeah, I then moved to Arcata, I think like a year after that. And then I was like looking for places I want, I decided I wanted to share breathwork in person. And so, yeah, I sh I've been sharing it uh, workshops for like seven years now. And then I studied uh, with Michael Brian Baker of the Breath Center. I think it's a few years ago now. I decided to go and study with him actually just after I'd been to Peru doing plant medicine. I did his training uh, just after about two weeks after I got back. And then that was another powerful experience because I think breathwork is a really powerful uh, tool for integration, uh, especially with any plant medicine experiences or any spiritual experiences. So yeah, that's my experience with breathwork and I love sharing it. It's a, still a really powerful tool that I use in my everyday life. And yeah, and I just love uh, sharing it with people. That's a fantastic testimony of what you went through. And I, and I think with every great healer, they have to go through that like dark, bogged down part and they have to be seeking that clarity and that light, not all healers, but a lot of them do. And they find their tool. They find their medicine. For me, it was sound healing for you. It was breath work. And, uh, yeah, thank yeah. you. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. I was reminded that you commandeered a very intense spiritual moment for me in a lesson that I was having, uh, in my work. And uh, you are an incredible healer because you put me back together again after this crazy and insane experience I had with some really dark energies on a specific day. And it wasn't breath work. It was an energy healing. And I think that the audience would like to hear that story. So I'll save that for afterwards. Could you give us a good description of like, what would be the definition or description of what breath work is? If somebody hears that word, what is that supposed to mean? Yeah, that's a really great question, actually, because I think it's become such a prevalent thing in the new age community that you just assume that everybody knows what breathwork is. But uh, I think it does need a bit of introduction. But yeah, usually breathwork is something that you would do, uh, a breath that you pattern that you would do lying down and generally for an extended period of time. Uh, so it could be 30 minutes, 45 minutes, or up to an hour or an hour and a half. And the way I explain it to people is that you're lying down, you're doing this pattern of breath. It not only is it helpful, like you said, for the, for health benefits, for your circulatory system, your digestive system, uh, oxygenating your body. I like to explain it to people in a way that it helps to open up the breathing mechanism and Whenever we experience in our lives any fear or pain or trauma, we tend to hold our breaths and we constrict our bodies. And when we do this, and if we don't deal with the emotion that is present in that moment in time, it will then get repressed or suppressed within the physical body and it gets stored within the cells of our body. So the way I look to work with breath work and explain it is that when we breathe, we send prana throughout our 72,000 nadis, and this allows the prana to go to these spaces that we've repressed and suppressed within our physical body and bring these things up to the surface to be healed. Now, when they come up to the surface, it doesn't necessarily mean we have to have a conscious awareness of what is going on. Uh, it could be something somatically. So it could come up in the form of an emotion. It could come up in the form of a sensation or a pain. It doesn't necessarily, you don't really have to know it is, what you're exactly healing in order to heal. 
it makes absolute sense. And um, uh, from a clairvoyant point of view of being an energy healer, and, and I always talk about how, you know, buried energies get brought to the surface in order to be released. I literally see it as like a deep, deeper unveiling coming out. So I'm, I'm liking your description of that with the breath work. Yeah. And I think as well, I've also seen how some people can get traumatized as well by certain types of breath work that is might, might be too fast because it will bring up your trauma. And I always do warn people that, yeah, it might bring up your trauma, but if you're not ready to deal with it, then generally you won't necessarily go in, you won't go into it. It's not, you know, you're not going to relive it, but if you are ready to surrender and to let go, then that's the moment where it might be able to move through you or move through your body. And like I said, you might not necessarily need to know that you cleared that. You might two days later be like, oh, have a memory or you might in your dream something come up or you might feel lighter or you might, you know, there's so many different ways I think that it can affect uh, your body. And it also helps reset the nervous system in general. That's so interesting. For for people that haven't experienced this, can you walk us through a typical breath work session and what people could expect? So yeah, you can do it in a group, which Patty's experienced, uh, or I like to do it with one-on-one because then the person, especially if they've had more trauma in their life or, and like I said, it doesn't necessarily always going to have to be this big thing. Like sometimes you could just breathe and, you know, it might be super gentle for you and you might feel bliss and flowing energy. Like it doesn't have to be this big cathartic experience. I just want to make that as a disclaimer. Uh, but yeah, usually you'll lie down and then uh, depending which breath I share with you. Uh, so for example, with the, con- with the clarity breath work, it's a conscious connected breath with no pause between the inhale and the exhale. And so usually I'll have music and we'll start the breath and generally the person will close their eyes with the music and then I'll guide uh, with my voice, you know, where they should direct their energy. And if anything comes up, I always invite people to share with me if it's too intense, if they get a a thing called tetany, which is what I always warn um, my clients about before it happens, which is a constriction of the hands, uh, feet, or the jaw. I'm always make sure to say that because in my first time I experienced it, I wasn't told about it in my training. And I walked out of the training going, what the hell was that? And I know uh, it can be quite terrifying for a lot of people to experience it because it is in in a way a temporary paralysis and I don't say it like that because it sounds scary to people I, I like to explain it as a constriction because some people are, have had a client worry that uh should be stuck like that forever <laughs> and she's like am I going to be like this forever I'm like no don't worry when you stop breathing it will you'll come out of it but generally it's a form of something that wants to come to the surface to be healed And it it happens like that because we're resisting it and we're then forcing the exhale, like, or we start to hyperventilate, which then causes it to happen more. But generally I will help guide people if they experience something like that, how to breathe, how to change their breath pattern, what's coming up sometimes as well, just talking through it. It's something can shift. And then that, that tetany, that, that stiffness will dissipate. Uh, and it's a really strange thing because for me, it happened my first three sessions I ever, ex- I ever had, and then I've never experienced it again. Some people can experience it their first time. Some people can experience it their like 10th time. Uh, but it's not necessarily something that's going to happen every session. And also it's not the point. Like sometimes I think people want to feel crazy things, you know, uh, and I'm like, that's actually not the point of breathwork. That's uh, something that comes up through breathwork. 
So to answer your question, come back to the question. Yeah, I lead them through a breath session and you may or may not experience certain things. Uh, and it's really dependent on the person and what they're ready to experience. And then afterwards we do like Savasana for about 10 minutes. And then afterwards, depending if I do it in a group or one-on-one, uh, we'll do a little sharing about what you experienced and before people leave and make sure everybody is, is feeling grounded and centered before they, they leave the room. Wow. So I've actually experienced that tetany. I never knew what that was, but it was actually during a plant um, medicine ceremony. Yeah. And I was in a very cathartic, like deep <laughs> space in my, my hands and my feet locked up and it freaked me out. I had no idea, but I knew intuitively that it had something to do with just this immense amount of energy that was trying to move through me that wasn't moving as fast. Like my physical body was not allowing it to move as fast as it wanted to move. And uh, I didn't even know there was a term for that. I, I think it just, so thank you for that. That just was like, wow, that's crazy. And you could do that through breath work. And so my curiosity in that process is, is it like a, a timed breathing that you're doing? Is it like a specific nostril type breathing? Is it what, what is the actual technique of the breathing that you're leading people through? Okay. Uh, well, firstly, just saying with the plant medicine, yeah, it can also happen in that. The, I've seen it happen too with people in plant medicine journeys uh, where it's that same technique, that same trauma response. Um, but yeah, the breath. So with clarity breath work, it is, like I said, uh, no pause between the inhale or the exhale. It's a circular connected breath. And I think that's the important part. So I teach it that you can breathe through your nose or the mouth in this certain particular breath. Um, because with rebirthing, you breathe through the nose and clarity breath work they teach through the mouth. So I always suggest that people do whatever feels more comfortable for them. Some people really like breathing through the mouth. Some people uh, like breathing through the nose, but I don't, I suggest you don't switch them. I suggest you generally will breathe in and out through the mouth or in and out through the nose. Uh, and that's just conscious connected breath the whole time. My other type of breath that I do is a three-part breath where you breathe into the belly, you breathe into the heart and the lungs, and then you release on the exhale. And that you, we are taught with the mouth. And then you do breath holds in uh, after a certain amount of rounds. And you do breath holds for a certain amount after the after the inhale, you do the hold. And then I do a little bit of a break and then we start the breath up again. And I'll usually do when I do that type of breath uh, and that's called pranayama that affects Vayana Vayu. That's what the name is given for that breath. Uh, and I usually do about three or four rounds with people. And that, that breath is definitely, I notice a difference in how I feel when I experience that breath in comparison to the clarity breath work. Uh, breath they're both really powerful um breaths just for me they're just a little different thanks for explaining that jen i've done two different types of breathing um workshops with you and both of them were really different from one another so that that's super interesting and i also wanted to say that your presence during these sessions is really important and i feel like you have such a larger role than simply explaining um, the mechanics of how to do this breath work. Can you explain what you're doing energetically in addition to that for the group? And I know you're holding space, but can you go into that a little bit? Yeah, sure. Yeah. And that's why it's such a shame now with coronavirus that everything really is online because I do really enjoy it in person because I do Reiki as well. 
or I can energetically just tap into the room into a person and I do a bit more like putting my hands on someone or you know if I can see that their energy needs a shift if they're all up in their head like I'll come and touch their feet or if I, it looks like I need to cleanse the space you know sometimes I'll use other like plant allies to to do that uh, so the switch to online at first I had a lot of resistance to doing it because I really enjoyed that way of holding space in person and being that anchor I think it's really important with the breath work that some that being an anchor for the group and so that the group doesn't sort of uh, like the group soul doesn't sort of get lost up in the ethers you know like being the anchor and yeah with online I was resistant and then once I started doing it I was like oh actually this isn't this isn't too bad because I think people as well are more comfortable by themselves in their own room sometimes then with the group and I can sort of see if they're breathing more in their belly if they're breathing more in the heart if they're starting to like uh, have certain types of body movements or just energetically I get a sense of okay something's stirring with them but generally now with the online if I'm doing a group uh, I'll generally guide everyone Uh, I used to as well call out the person and be like Patty you know, breathe in, breathe in through your nose. Don't forget to breathe. And then I learned that it, it sort of pulled people out of it. Unless they were fully going through something, then I'll, I'll call them by their name. This is on the online realm. Uh, but generally I'll just direct the whole group into a certain space to make sure that they all don't forget to breathe, that they're, they're all aware, bringing, doing a circular breath or they're aware of their body or, you know, doing prompts as well to, to really get people in their body too, because I, I'm really passionate about embodiment and yes breath work can make you travel and make you journey but you have to do the work within the body the physical body first before you can really get into those other realms at least that's what I found from my experience I've had difficulty in the past in your sessions holding on to a a breathing pattern I have a hard time sustaining that and you've been really helpful with coming and reminding me and like putting your hands on my belly to remind me to, to breathe deep into my belly so for people that are like me and actually have a difficult time with this, this is still beneficial, right? Even if you're not somebody that can just drop in and follow it exact, is that correct? It is still beneficial. And I think it's a good learning lesson. Like a lot of people think, oh, I can't meditate because my mind, monkey mind's too busy. (laughs) Or, uh, you know, for me, I think the breath is a powerful tool. It's an active meditation. So for people who might struggle with meditation, breath works are really good option because it allows them to focus on something on their breath and so people who struggle to to stay with their breath you just got to keep coming back I just keep inviting someone to come back to the breath and I think it's with practice you know everything sometimes takes a little bit of practice if you don't get something straight away and I think yeah it's definitely beneficial for everyone of course everyone as well I think has a different nervous system everyone is at a different place so it's also always important especially like when I work one-on-one to be aware of where that specific person is uh, is at and where their nervous system is at and maybe then like decide which breath we would do in regards in regards to that I find it super interesting because with myself, I've always known myself to be a really shallow, quiet breather. I even remember my friends in elementary school would call me out on holding my breath all the time, which I never even had any awareness that I was doing it. 
And I also believe because I've had past life trauma, specifically with drowning, that that triggered me not to always want to like feel safe taking in a breath, right? Even still, even still today as an adult and understanding like how breath is connecting me to life and how nourishing it is for my spirit, I find it super difficult. And I have a huge resistance to doing breath work and, and let that be a lesson in a way, because usually the medicine you have the most resistance to is the one that you're probably going to do, you know, the most benefit for you. You know, I have terrible circulation. So there's all these things with, I believe might be associated with the fact that I really hold my breath a lot and I'm a shallow breather and I'm not getting enough oxygen into my body. So do you have any insights on how this could benefit somebody on the physical level? Yeah, totally. Well, coming from me, I am someone who has had asthma my whole life. And that is another type of breath that I've studied, uh, not in full capacity, but I have begun to study as Buteyko breathing method, which is a breath method to heal chronic asthma or allergies. So that's just a little side note. But from being uh, asthmatic, I also found that now that I have certain tools, so it's not just breath work as well. I think your breath work gets labeled as this breath work that you lie down and you journey. And then there's pranayama or there's breathing practices. So, you know, there's a big umbrella, I think, that comes under breath work. Um, but generally it's helped me with my breathing capacity as well. And there's breaths like Wim Hof, which will also really help with uh, being able to hold your breath for long periods of time underwater, you know, and things like that. But not only with lung capacity, helping strengthen the lungs, uh, it definitely helps to reset that nervous system. So uh, it helps to bring a lot of people out of that fight or fright or freeze response, which I see a lot of people who get who are sort of stuck in that response and it balances as well the left and right hemispheres of the brain uh, depending which breathing practice you're doing and it can activate the parasympathetic nervous system and there are breaths that will activate the sympathetic nervous system so I think the benefits are so far and wide and as well not only does it oxygenate your body bringing in uh, more oxygen to your brain <laughs> Uh, improving your immune system and definitely as well, like you said, improving circulation, digestion. Uh, it really helps on and with most um, systems in the body. Jude, I'm curious, do you have trouble holding your breath like underwater? Can you not hold your breath for very extended lengths of time? I rarely go into the ocean here. I know it's so sad. I'm so shameful, but if I go under the water, it's a quick dip. I'm not trying to, and, or I have a snorkel situation on. So it's, you know, I'm always having some sort of breath, but in claustrophobic situations, you know, like in an elevator or anywhere that feels small and confined, I see that I hold my breath and I don't feel safe breathing, you know, in those kind of situations. So I don't even know how long I can hold my breath for. I've never checked. Yeah. That's interesting. I love Jenna, when you said that you can help people hold their breaths longer for like underwater. I can't hold my breath for very long at all. And I don't know why I think I go into anxiety before I relax into it. And I'm just like you, Jude, you know, elevators, my daughter will look at me and say, mom, breathe. If we're in an elevator, cause she can see me hold my breath, you know, so interesting. I think that that's true for a lot of people. And like I said, at the beginning, like when you experience these things and you, 
And so the more and more that we, we are holding it in and constricting, it's like we need to have that outlet to let that out. And that's why how the breath work really helps to, to move these things along and move out this tension within our cells of our bodies. It's a practice. You almost have to set the intention in the beginning of the day to bring awareness to those moments that you're holding your breath. It's not like I'm always aware, but the times I do find myself doing, I'm like, wow, I'm really like, I've, I don't know. I think I've been holding my breath for a minute here. Um, what is your go-to method for just your own daily, like everyday breath work tool that you incorporate into your life that maybe some of our listeners could start putting into their practice? There's a few different breaths that I use, but one that I do find really valuable is alternate nostril breathing. A lot of people know that in the yogic world uh, where you breathe in through one nostril and then you exhale through the other nostril and then you breathe in through that same nostril you exhaled and then you exhale through the other nostril. So that's like one round. And that I find to be a very calming, very centering breath and I will use that in my morning practices generally and the more you do it the you know you can get more complicated and do breath holds on the inhale breath holds on the exhale but you can just start as something as simple as breathe in through one nostril out through the other nostril and breathing in through that nostril you exhaled and then breathing out through the nostril that you inhaled uh, I also really like doing uh, the box breath too, which is a breath where you uh, breathe through your nose and your belly, you breathe in through a count of four, you hold for a count of four, you exhale for a count of four, and then you hold for another count of four. And that is uh, a balancing breath that you can do at any point in the day. I usually do about you know, one round of 10, that's just enough to reset my nervous system to bring me back into the calm, relaxed state. Um, and that one, I find a lot of people really like that one who I teach, teach that one too. Also people who experience anxiety, that's a really good, a really good breath to use as well. I was going to say, that sounds like a great remedy to people who battle with their fear and their anxiety. And I like that what you said, the box breathing, because you can do that anywhere and no one's going to know you're doing that. Whereas I could see like a nostril situation in a public area. It's like, what are you doing? Like touching your nose. <laughs> you, know? you, can yeah. kind of, you can coyly do this breath work and no one's going to know. So I love that. I'll have to totally. try that myself. Yeah. And if you struggle to hold your breath for as long as four counts, you could always do two counts. So breathe in for two, hold for two, out for two, hold for two. Because if some people, they do find that holding for four can be a bit challenging. So that's what I would suggest. That's great. I want to just go back a little bit and say that I'm so glad that you mentioned asthma because I can see how somebody that has that condition might shy away from breath work. So I love that you mentioned that that can be helpful. And I wanted to ask you a little bit about music. And again, I've done um, a few different sessions with you and music is a really big part of it. And I find that with each song, I have a totally different experience. So can you tell us how, why you use music and how you decide which music and what the purpose of that is? Oh yeah. Music for me is so, so important. And I've always, I love music. And so for me, it's like, a, it's like a passion to, to create my little playlists and I get, a, I get a lot of joy out of it. Uh, so yeah, the way I like to incorporate music and it's different from the way that my teachers have done it. You know, I think I'm just using my own unique, um, 
flair on it at first. I when I first started doing breathwork workshops, I sort of copied what they sort of did, and then I was like, mm, okay, this isn't really working. I'm I'm just gonna like scrap this and just do what feels intuitively right for me. And so I like to lead it on like a journey. I like to build up and then get into a really nice pace and so that people can start to breathe with the pace of the music and it sort of gets people going gets them active gets them in that state and then as we sort of crescendo up you know then I bring in some some emotional music when you're at that state when you're sort of calming down and I bring in the emotional music to really activate the heart chakra I sort of like to even work with the chakras so working with different tones as well that are that are activating those different chakras at different times. And then as we sort of end, I'll slow it down. And then by then I find most people are not breathing anymore. <laughs> no, they're breathing, but they're, they're definitely like in another state. And then slowly finish with, with uh, music that's more transcendental and then come into that sort of still place, the still point at the end in the savasana. Yeah, I find uh, the breath work to be quite a psychedelic experience in itself. It's like a natural, transcendental, reality-altering experience for me. I don't know if, Patty, does that happen to you? But I feel like everything becomes really like transparent and thin and I get hypersensitive and I'm there's all kinds of layers of things that are happening and I do not feel grounded in the third dimensional reality when I'm in the height as you said in the crescendo of a really deep breath work experience Patty do you experience something like that oh it's totally the opposite of grounding for me um you know and I've mentioned this in one of our our other episodes but uh we hired Jenna to come for a semi-private session and there were four of us and we were all comfortable at my office laying on the floor and we got into it and one of my friends was laying there like a beautiful corpse, like hardly moving at all. Another one of my friends was gagging, like she was about to throw up. Another one of my friends was sobbing super loudly and I was having seizures. I don't even know how to explain it, but my body was bouncing all over uncontrollably. And poor Jenna was there trying to keep us all present and you know, and we're all like, what's going on? You know, we're like, sorry, Jenna, we'll give you a good tip because it was, <laughs> it was a little crazy. So, um, I'm curious how you might describe what was going on with each of us. So people might know what to expect or what they might see with other people, or is that unusual? No, definitely not unusual. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, that was a really, that was a really fun day. I don't know how long ago that was now. Fun? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, I think it can, it can be different for everyone. And like you said, you know, you said you were feeling like your body was convulsing or, and then we had uh, your other friend. Uh, who, who had to run to the toilet to, to gag, which was, that was interesting. That was the first time I've ever seen that actually. And so that was uh, the first time for me, but I've, I've, I had been before uh, working with plant medicine and stuff. So it sort of had been like, oh, okay. Sometimes this can, you literally want to purge it out, you know, through the breath. And I think it's going to be different for everyone. And like I said, you can have somatic experiences. Like when I did my training with Michael Brian Baker, after I came back from Peru, I was only two weeks after doing like heavy dieting for six weeks, my body within three minutes of starting the breath 
I would start to have careers. My body would start to like do this crazy and my tongue would come out. And I kid you not, Michael Brian Baker thought I had an entity. And afterwards he came up to me and was like, okay, he didn't, he said this very nicely, uh, but brought up, you know, I think you have a hitchhiker. And at the time I was like, oh my God, I've just done all this work in Peru. Like, how can I have a hitchhiker? Uh, but then speaking to my teacher and knowing what I know from the work that I did in Peru, there was no way I had an entity, but because he would probably never seen anyone come into his space, having just come through a really deep cleansing process and I was integrating and all my experiences and I I'm uh, my body was literally unwinding and it's a process that I went through as well when I was in Peru on the medicine like my body would unwind it's the same thing that happens in craniosacral therapy in the particular type that I'm trained in which is visionary craniosacral therapy where your body unwinds and it's unwinding to move that the prana to move in that the channel of life force to, to clear any like blockages and where, wherever they are in the physical body. So when, whenever, when he saw that and thought it was an entity, uh, just bringing it back to you guys experience that it's like, we all have a, a lens of perception on like what something might be, but actually sometimes it's just energy. It's just, it needs to move. It needs to come out of you. And it, that's sort of like, it can be a very purging and purifying, uh, techniques like breathwork definitely is very purifying like it definitely will clear anything out that uh, is no longer serving you really so that is how come I think you experience these body trembles she nearly, nearly vomited you know or whatever it is it's because that was our uh, your body's ways of releasing that energy that built up in your side your physical body what I'd like to also add that for me as well what I've noticed through, through my breathwork experiences is I sort of had to go through this present life stuff that sort of came up first. And then the more and more I've done it, I, uh, the more and more, the deeper it will go. So I tend to journey with breath. So that's why I used to call my workshops journey with breath, because I would, uh, like I said, in my first experience in Mount Shasta, where I have visions and, it's through the breath that I've been able to also not only clear this life stuff, but lots of stuff from my past life has then sort of come up to be healed. And it was sort of uh, in my plant medicine work where a lot of stuff came up that had come up through my breath work and it had come up through my breath work uh, to show me. <laughs> and then it was also through my plant medicine that it was like, it sort of picked up where the breath had sort of left off for me to then be able to heal deeper with that. And then I would practice breathwork after as a form of integration. And then it also would continue. So that's also what I think is, I love about breathwork is it's, you don't have to take a, a plant. You don't have to take a psychedelic. You don't have to take a, a pill to experience it. It is our own breath. And uh, I think so many people don't know the power that our breath holds and yeah, it's just truly profound. And I think we can access so many different dimensions, so many different parts of ourselves that we didn't even know really existed. Uh, so yeah, I just wanted to, to share that.
So for me, this is not a pleasant experience because I'm a control freak and I don't like to be out of control. And my friends would be like, you know, let's have Jenna come. And I'm like, no, I'm going to pass. And I love you, Jenna. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I love you, but it's intense. And it really surprised me when Jude started, you know, when she mentioned how intense it it is as well. So I avoid it. However, I'm wondering if somebody that goes through something like this, myself included, if this is important that we should do this more because it's something that needs to move and shutting it off or avoiding it may not be a good thing. Definitely. I think as well, I wouldn't do a heavy breathwork practice every day. There's definitely a a time and place for it. I think doing a a, a really strong breathwork practice, which is more like the hour-long breath journeys, which I like to call them, is something that's, yeah, it's beneficial to do a few times, you know, maybe once a week or once a month or a few times, whatever is good for you, you know, everyone's individual. Uh, But that's why I love other breath practices that you can do every day, which are more supportive to the nervous system and they aren't such experiences <laughs> because someone can do one breath work in in a month and they're, they're good <laughs> someone will do one one month and like give me more you know is so it's dependent on the person but I look at it as well as like okay like what have I repressed or what's what haven't I dealt with this month uh have I not cried and generally if I I've needed a cry that month and then I do my breath work practice sure enough out come the tears and I'm like, oh, okay, good. I needed to, to clear that. So yeah, I think it's dependent on, on any, each individual and I don't think one size fits all, but I definitely see the benefits. For me, I, I like to do it. I, I, when I first started, I was doing it a lot, <laughs> but then I was like, okay, I think I need to, to, to slow this down and do it like once a month. And now if something comes up, I'll go, okay, I need to go and breathe through that. Uh, so, or if I can't make a decision, okay, let me breathe through that and make a decision. I think it can also be used as a manifestation tool as well, used in the right, in the right way. And, you know, instead of looking at it always as, as a way to release. I've noticed that with people I've met who are into breath work, like some people are just so into it and it's sort of like jogging. (laughs) Like it reminds me of those people who's like, I love running. I love that high. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like it's torture. Like the last thing I want to do is jog, you know? <laughs> so, um, but I do meet these people who just, they must have a totally different experience than maybe what me or Patty experienced. And um, yeah, so I think everybody should try it at least once. And I'm feeling inspired that, you know, I was like, you know, I'm just going to pull up my big girl britches and just go do some breath work because I have noticed what you said is um, I cry every single time I've done it. I've only done breath work like three times confession, but I cried, I sobbed and I immediately knew because I'm one of those people when stuff comes to the surface, I know exactly what it is. I know exactly what's coming up. And uh, it's like stagnant emotions. Like if I've been stewing in something for so long and couldn't find my way out of it. And then I've sort of acclimated my system to just accept that that was my state of being. And that was the frequency that I was holding. And through the act of that breath work, it would like just get everything flowing and moving and and in a way purging it up. And uh, it was always a, a, a giant emotional release. Are you leading classes pretty regularly or if people wanted to work with you specifically do you have offerings on the table or do you have videos or how how do you go about sharing this work with others uh so i obviously just had 
a big break because I just had my son who's now seven months, but now I'm getting back into the swing of things. So I'm about to start offering, and I'm going to do this all virtually because as well with my son now, it's going to be the easiest way. And because of the way of the world, I think it's just generally safer to do it online. Uh, so I'm offering uh, two, I'm going to do two breathwork workshops a month and keep that fairly consistent. I also have an offer that's available. Uh, it's uh, called Manifest Your Magic, the Fundamentals course, and that's all recordings. And it's not just breath work. In this course, I'm diving into the foundations, really, of having a spiritual practice, of starting your healing work. It's a really your healing path. It's really a great course for people who would like uh, sort of a nudge into to begin maybe meditation to start with self-inquiry to start with breath practices to maybe to do breath work uh, because my live breath works will be included in that package but that's all pre-recorded that people can access at any time and you can get that over at my website www.sankaradesigns or you can uh, go through my Instagram which is at Spirit Medicine where I have that up there too I'm always working with men and women but since the birth of my son I've really wanted to hone in on my one-on-one -on -one clients uh, a bit more with working with women and helping them to walk in their truth and come back to an inner knowing and aligned authentic selves. And so my focus now is I I'm working with women to do a three month mentorship because I really think it's important. I used to get a lot of clients just come to me once and then they come back to me three months later and we're working through the same things. So I'm like, okay, I really want to see the transformation. Like for me, it's really important through my own healing experience to help people uh, to heal, to grow and transform. And so that's sort of where my work is uh, sort of heading right now. So with the three month mentorship, I'm helping uh, women. Also, I'm a herbalist. So I'm giving herbal uh, a consultation, get, making a formula for them uh, to work with through the three months. I'm going to help women with their, to reach certain goals with their spiritual, physical, and emotional goals that they might want to get to. I'll do breath work sessions in there, uh, other sort of body-based somatic uh, uh, sessions to help them too, to sort of work through uh, whatever it is that they want to work through. So it's really uh, in tune with each individual woman and that's my three-month uh, mentorship that I am just launching now. And then there's my three package bundle. So, so you could just come to me for three sessions and we'll do breath work. And I do coaching with the breath work too, because I noticed that this is also why my work headed this way, because I had clients and I'd end up, you know, we'd do the breath work. And then I'm still, I'm like with them for an hour after the, after the breath work, uh, integrating it with them and, and discussing it with them and sort of giving them advice. And I'm like, okay, this sort of feels like this is where my work is headed now, not just in that breath work realm, but really helping people to create change in their, their everyday life. So those two, are, uh, bundles as well are over on my website or someone can just, uh, get in touch with me and uh, do a discovery call and we can see what what's best for them. So yeah, I am just starting my work again after my son. And I'm like, I, I've noticed that through having my son, like my purpose has really become so much clearer than it was before he was born. It's so, it's uh, so interesting how that happens. 
That's great. And people like Jude and I who have trouble with breath work, would we benefit from a one-on-one session to try to um, take that a little bit further to try to have a better understanding of why it's difficult for us? Definitely. I think if it's difficult for you, I think a one-on-one session would probably be better. And as well, someone who might have experienced a lot of trauma, I would suggest a one-on-one session as well the first time. Uh, But yeah, because it holds you accountable. uh, Because I think, like like Patty said, where it's like, you stop breathing, (laughs) you have to keep breathing. (laughs) Uh, I think a one-on-one sessions are definitely more beneficial for, for someone who might struggle with those things. Well, knowing now that you've had a baby seven months ago and, you know, Lamas as they do in the breath, the, the breathing, when they're prepping young mothers to, you know, prepare for the birthing experience. I'm curious, did, were you able to incorporate this breath work practice into your laboring and did you find it to be beneficial? And I think that would be a really awesome offering for expectant mothers too. That's such a great question. Yeah, definitely. And actually I wanted to do when I was pregnant, I wanted to do breath work for pregnant women, but I was like, okay, no, I think I have to, to give birth first. So then I can like come back and do that. But, uh, oh, the breath was yeah. Super, super helpful, uh, through my labor. And I feel very blessed that I had a fairly fast labor, uh, that literally the midwives arrived. I had one arrive an hour before, uh, he gave birth. One arrived 15, one arrived 20 minutes before and one arrived 15 minutes before. They literally arrived just to like catch him. But so I pretty much labored a lot with just at home and I labored a lot over at, at nighttime, but just with my breath. And later the midwives were like, wow, we didn't realize you were so far along. Cause when they spoke to me, they were like, oh yeah, she's fine. She's doing great. Like she must be like, she's probably got a few days to go. And then they came in and she checked me and she was like, oh my gosh, you were like fully dilated. Like this baby's coming. She's like, I need to call the other midwives because we did not expect that. So definitely having the breath as a tool was really, it's what helped me get through a fully natural childbirth. Yeah. Without much assistance. I could totally see that because I had a very hard time, but when you were talking about that um, fight or flight trauma based and it, my, my birthing experience specifically, my last one was incredibly traumatic and I did have a hard time like wanting to breathe and just like release. So I could totally see how being in the practice of that will really help open everything up and allow it to just flow, allow it to do what it needs to do. But yeah, I, I wish you well on that. I think that would be a really great offering for expecting mothers. Yeah, I, and I actually have in the works breath work for breastfeeding mothers because when I was first postpartum with my son, I noticed there would be times when my nervous system was so, you know, I was so tired and I'd be breastfeeding him to like have him to go to sleep, but I couldn't sleep because I was so wired. And so I started doing certain practices while I was breastfeeding him to calm my nervous system and then be able to calm him. Like if he wasn't able to sleep, I would find myself as well, like doing this breath. And it really helped me then to be able to switch off and to be able to go to sleep uh, in his nap time. You know, they say sleep when the baby sleeps. (laughs) Sometimes it's not that easy. And so, yeah, that's something that's in the works right now because I want to create some audios for women that they can listen to while they're breastfeeding uh, their, ch- their child to help them to sleep and relax. 
Oh, that's a, that's a great idea. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Excellent. So Jenna, without putting you on the spot, would you mind maybe leading our listeners and Jude and I in just a short breathing technique right now, just to help us calm down and find our center? Sure. Wonderful. Okay. So, well, maybe I'll, I'll share with you the box breathing because I talked about that earlier today. Uh, So yeah, I just invite you, I would suggest doing this one. You can do this one sitting up or you can do it lying down. So whichever you find more comfortable, if you're lying down, I generally suggest to put uh, your uh, right hand on your belly and your left hand on your heart, because then you can really sense and feel when you're breathing in through your belly. (laughs) And I would suggest that you breathe in through your nose and breathe out through your nose, and then you're breathing in through the belly. You're not breathing in to your, uh, your chest area. So yeah, I invite you to find a comfortable seated position or a comfortable lying position, and just take a few moments, take a big deep breath in through the nose, and we'll just breathe out through the mouth as a clearing breath. And we'll just do two more. Okay, and I'm going to count you in and we'll do, I'll do one round of 10 and I'll, I will count you in. So we'll begin in three, two, one, breathe in, two, three, four, hold at the top, four, three, two, one, exhale, four, three, two, one, and hold for three, two, one. Inhale again. One, two, three, four. And hold. Two, three, four. And exhale. Four, three, two, one. And hold at the bottom. Four, three, two, one. Inhale again through the nose and the belly. In. Two, three, four, and hold at the top. One, two, three, four. Exhale out. Four, three, two, one, and hold at the bottom. If it's too hard for you, you can just hold, you can just wait. Four, three, two, one. Inhale. One, two, three, four. Hold at three, two, one, exhale, four, three, two, one, and hold at the bottom, four, three, two, one, inhale, one, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, exhale, four, three, two, one, and hold at the bottom, four, three, two, one. I'm just going to get you to relax here for a minute before I do the next round. And I just want you to make sure that you are breathing through your nose. You're breathing nice and deeply through your belly. And sometimes it really helps as well on the exhale to constrict the back of your throat and breathe out in like a ujjayi breath. 
If you don't know what that means, it just helps to slowly release the exhale. And it's a slight constriction at the back of the throat. So we're going to do one, five more breaths. And again, just take a moment to be relaxed and calm. We breathe deeply through our nose in three, two, one, and in two, three, four, and hold, two, three, four, exhale, four, three, two, one, and hold, two, three, four, inhale through the belly, two, three, four, and hold at the top, two, three, four, exhale, four, three, two, one, and hold, two, three, four, inhale, one, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, exhale, four, three, two, one, and hold at the bottom, two, three, four, and inhale, two more times, one, two, three, four, and hold at the top, two, three, four, exhale, four, three, two, one, hold at the bottom, four, three, two, one, last round, in, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, exhale, four, three, two, one, and hold at the bottom, four, three, two, one, and just relax, take a big deep breath in, and just notice the effects that that breath had on your body, notice if you feel more calm, more centered, more present, and then you can slowly come back into the room. Ah, that was amazing. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, it's crazy how it just resets everything. Like, I feel like I'm talking softer and quieter. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> I'm laying down over here. You can't see me, but <laughs> that was so good. You know what I noticed was um, I've always talked about this chronic shoulder pain that I have. And uh, today was a little bit more flared up because I was running around a lot frustrated before we started recording. And in the right in the middle of that, I realized how like stiff and like squeezed in I've been holding my shoulders. Like I, when we took that little break in the middle, I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't even realize I was holding myself like that. So it really made me aware of, yeah, my, my presence in my physical body. It made me aware of all aspects of my physical body and how my spirit body was like, um, balanced within that space. So that was really good. I like that. That wasn't too scary. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back. Thank you for that. That was great. You're welcome. So similar to whether you're going out and having any type of modality, a sound healing breath work, the person who is leading this is so important. And, and Jenna, for instance, is such a, a kind, intuitive and nurturing and beautiful person that even for me who has difficulty with this, I really felt with her that I was cared for and that, um, 
you know, she was there if I needed her and she holds space so well for her clients. So if you're considering starting out with breathwork for the first time, she would be a great person to talk to and to give a call to. And Jenna, do you mind um, giving us your website and your Instagram information one more time? Yeah, sure. So my website is www.sunkara.designs, S-U-N-K-A-R-A, designs.com. I'm in currently in transition, but I'll have that written up when I have my other website up. And then my Instagram handle is earth.spirit.medicine. And yeah, people can find me there. Um, I also show a lot, share a lot of free stuff as well. A lot of free uh, breaths there on my page, or I, I sometimes I'm offering a lot of different freebies too. So yeah, find me, say hi. <laughs> awesome. Um, I do want to remind you or share this story, which is, you know, off the topic of breath work, but just to, uh, you reminded me of it and, uh, it was, it was about six years ago. It was during the time that we were taking that class together and I was living about an hour from town and I would book sessions for people on the coast and I would like pile them all up in a day. And this one particular day, I think I had a woman I didn't know, one of my friends, and then you right afterwards. And this morning, that one morning I had gotten to town early and I decided to stop into the crystal shop and I found this gorgeous, like one of the most beautiful, pristine pieces of black tourmaline. And I, I just felt called to buy it. It was a little expensive, but I was like, I'd never spent, you know, tourmaline, black tourmaline is a pretty affordable rock for those of you who know anything about stones. Um, but this one was particularly special and I bought it and I put it in my bra and I went about my day and I went to my first session and it was lovely. And then I went to my second session, which I've told the story before in one of our previous episodes, it was a friend of mine and I was going up through her chakras and I got all the way to the third eye and I was just man, what a beautiful day. I had an amazing session earlier and this is so fun. I'm really enjoying this. And right when I was getting up into her third eye to finish, something attacked me. An entity, a hitchhiker that was on her fully attacked me. And it felt like somebody was sort of stabbing me through my crown chakra. I know this sounds like so gory and dark after such a beautiful uh, conversation, but that's what happened. And I jumped back from her and I'm trying to swat this thing off of me. And I don't know what's going on. It's happening so fast. And it was so painful. And then um, luckily I had some salts and some, some clearing tools and I was able to get this thing off of me. And I was so sort of embarrassed that this had happened and I didn't want to scare my friend who was also coming to see me as a, you know, a client to get this work done. And I, uh, I tried to grab my composure. And even though I was so suffering in that moment, I just wanted to pack my stuff up and go. I really had to force myself to like ground into the situation and complete the task. I still had another chakra to move through. And I, I was almost worried I wasn't going to be able to see with clarity because it was so disorienting. And then also I didn't want to leave her on this note of like, we just dealt with something super like dark, you know, I didn't even know what had happened. And when I had continued on, I saw with this total clarity that she had this little sort of like gremlin-y little hitchhiker. And this is what I said to her. I said, oh my gosh, there was a gremlin sitting at your crown and it knew that I was about to see it. And in its last ditch effort to get away with whatever it was doing, it attacked me. 
it literally like tore apart my whole aura on my crown chakra. And anyways, we were able to get rid of it. But what the validation came in was she looked at me just like ghostly white. She's like, oh my gosh. She's like, this is crazy because um, there are a few things had happened. One of them being uh, I, she was sitting at dinner and this chair had gotten chucked across the room right in front of her and her friends. And that was like the first thing that happened. Then she said, I've been having these horrific nightmares that just came out of nowhere and I can't put my finger on it. And she said just a few days before she was walking down the street and a crow had jumped up and attacked her on her crown and scratched up her forehead and head, which is so bizarre, which is where I said it was. And then the third thing she said is, I've always wanted to be more psychic and I know that I can be, but the thing I've said my whole life is I'm afraid to see because I'm afraid I'll see a gremlin. And this is exactly what I told her. I was like, you have this like gremlin sitting here. So anyways, we moved through it. It was amazing. But then I was going to see Jenna because I was going to go give you a reading and I walked into your house. And at that point I was just, I felt like my whole head, forehead, third eye crown chakra had been flayed open, like a, like a peeled banana. Just everything was just out and exposed and fried. And I was almost ready to just be like, okay, I, I made that commitment. I'm going to be here. I'm going to show up for you and do this session. And you were so kind. And I didn't even know you could do this, but I think it was aspects of the cranial sacral. Actually it was because you are the one that introduced to me how potent that modality of healing was. And you were like, no, forget me. We'll just, you need to lay down and you went at it. And I felt my whole aura, my whole third eye crown chakra being rewoven. It, it was like a basket weave. And you sat there for several, several minutes. I don't even know, maybe a half hour or more. And I felt everything come right back together into its wholeness and with this light. And, and from that moment on, I was like, wow, she is like, she's tapped in. She's hooked in. I don't know what she did, but I think you told me it was cranial sacral. And that's from that day on now I seek cranial sacral. I'm like, that stuff is so good. I, you know, it's one of my favorite he healing modalities. And, um, and we hardly knew each other at that point, you know, so coming into your house as a stranger, be like, I got attacked by an entity today. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually do remember you were like, what was that? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> no, cause I remember like I was working on you and you know, it's just, it just shows you how it's like, I wasn't working on you. It's like, I just asked and, and source sort of came through me where, cause I, after it, I was like, I don't like, no, I think you asked me, what did you do? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> You're like, well, whatever it was, it was, it really helped. I'm like, it was night and day. It was like, <laughs> the worst migraine. Like I couldn't even look at light and it was so painful. And I felt like my head was tilted and sideways. Like it just didn't feel like I was right. And, and within that space that you had done that, I was a hundred percent, like not even a little bit of a, a slight headache and it was incredible. And, uh, and then I remember reading you after, and I think we had a pretty cool reading afterwards. So it's nice to be reminded of that, that you were, you were like, the gift that was given to me to go through that experience. Like, you know, I have to go through hard lessons as a psychic and I have to learn things the hard way, but I really love that you were the one that was placed. It was like spirit was saying, don't worry, you're going to go through this really crappy thing, <laughs> but there's going to be somebody there right afterwards to help you. So yeah. Great memory. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was a good memory for me too. Yeah. 
Um, well, I want to thank you so much for uh, joining us. And I'm sure people will be very curious to step in and experience your breathwork offering. So um, thank you so much for enlightening us and walking us through that little breathwork session. Yeah, no worries. Thank you so much for having me, ladies. I I listen to your podcast all the time. I love it. So Yay. yeah, Thank it's you. an honor for me to to be here with you. And I like we've discussed, I know both of you from two different places. Well, same place, but different uh parts of my life. So I admire both of you very much. And oh. so yeah, very appreciative to be here. Thank, Thank you, you, Jen. And thank you so much for taking time away from your new little baby to be here with us. And congratulations on that. Yeah. Uh, no worries. And meanwhile, yeah. Patty also saw the spirit of my son. You were also one of the, the first people to see the spirit of my son in my, in my aura when I had a f- my first reading with you. Oh, cool. I don't even remember. Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> there's a little, well, I'm just going to tell you that he's waiting. <laughs> <laughs> it took me for four years after that or how many years but he he came, he came at Earthside eventually <laughs> well, it sounds like you knew he was there a while before that too yes at Mount Shasta yeah Patty's pretty good one of my uh closest friends is pregnant right now with a little boy and at my birthday party a few years ago Patty said um by the way, you're going to have another baby and it's going to be a boy and it's going to be born on or around your birthday and she got pregnant. It's a boy and it's due on her birthday. So I just want to validate Patty and her like amazing accuracy. It's pretty, pretty wild. It is pretty wild. And actually just to add on to this, you are in a way, it's like a baby whisper because a lot of my friends who've seen you in this community, you've pretty much got their sex of their baby, uh, pretty right actually from, from, most of my friends have had kids. Oh. So well done, Patty. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. There's a, there's a woman in town that just had a baby and I've read her and I went and, and looked up notes. I'm like, Oh, so she's going to have a baby when she's 31. And I'm like, so tempted to call her and say, how old are you? Just because <laughs> that validation is so much fun. Um, but yeah, th- thank you for saying that. Cause I'm actually pretty leery about guessing, uh, sexes on babies. Oh, well, I think you've got a, a little talent there. So <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Well, this was so much fun. You're such a powerful and magical and amazing woman. And, and again, thank you so much for being here and enlightening us all on this amazing modality. Oh, thank you so much. Been a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode. And we just want to give a shout out to all of our listeners and thank you for your support and for the sweet messages that you give us on Instagram and for the five-star ratings and your sweet donations. And we just want you to know how important you are to us and that you're the reason that we do this. I hope this podcast intrigued some of you and that you might be able to add this as another tool under your spiritual healing, self-healing self-wellness belt. If you want to know more about what Patty and I do, you can visit our website, spiritspeakerspodcast.com or go to our Instagram at spiritspeakerspodcast. Until next time, aloha. Take care.